Hey, good morning and welcome to Breakthrough Walls. I'm Ken Walls and I'm your host. And today I have a real life artist on the show. I have Susie Barden with us. So hang tight. We'll be right back. Let me bring Susie on. Susie, welcome to the show. Hi, good morning. Thank you so much for having me. It's great to have you here. We already have some people joining us. Good morning, Jesus. So um, Susie, this this show, I started this a little more than three years ago okay. um, to help people get unstuck in life. And I think we all go through challenges and some people get stuck and stay stuck. And, mm-hmm. you know, I, I want to want to hear your story and how you've gotten through things. And um, so why don't we start with where you were born and raised? Start at the beginning. All right. Um, I was actually, this is a little known fact, Ken, um, because I am a very proud Texan, right? My family was in Texas before Texas was even a state. It was part of Mexico. They were part of the Texas Revolutionary War. Wow. Um, it's a big deal to be a Texan, right? Yeah, wow. I was not born in Texas. <laughs> what? My parents moved to Florida for a few years uh, for my dad's work. And so I was actually born in Northern Florida. And wow. uh, but my dad swears he sprinkled some Texas dirt under me <laughs> as I was being born. <laughs> and um, and so we moved back to Texas uh, when I was about five. Wow. So, yeah. So I'm, I'm sure the raised. doctor a- appreciated dirt in the uh, in the delivery room. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, so so I've been officially living in Texas and everything. Um, since I was five, we moved to a suburb of Houston, Texas. So okay. I, I feel like I was just raised here. I mean, I don't really remember Florida. I think it's blocked from my memory. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. You, so, well, you're, so you're, te- I have so many friends in Texas. It's insane. I yes. told my wife not long ago, we need to move to Texas. You should move to Texas. I Everybody know. in America is moving to Texas right now. Seriously. It's been like a crazy influx. I've, I've heard. Yeah. yeah. Especially yeah. California. They're California. Like, mm-hmm. Yeah. Let's get yeah. out of here. Yeah. So, it's crazy. Yeah. So, so you were, you were born in Florida. Are, does it make you sad that you weren't born in Texas? <laughs> yeah. Like even some of my good friends don't know that I was born in Florida. Like, Oh, they do now. They do now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'll, I'll know if they watch the interview or not, if yeah. they know where I'm born. <laughs> right, right. So, so you um you you moved to Texas when you were five, mm-hmm. um outside of Houston. Yeah. Um, little known fact: I lived in Houston for about a month. A month. Wow. A month. Hopefully not one of the hot ones. I was I was sixteen years old and moved to moved. My dad lived in Houston for I don't know thirteen or fifteen years, and I moved down there for a month. 
So yeah, I don't know. It was it was warm. It, it was, was warm. warm. I yeah. was there back when Gillies was still there. Okay, so a long time ago. Long time ago. Yeah, yeah. long yeah. time because it burnt down a few years later, I think. Oh, so. okay. But anyway, so um, so what? Uh, so you you moved to the suburbs of Houston. What was it like for you as a kid growing up? I feel like I had a great childhood. I mean, honestly, I mean. My, my dad worked for the newspaper and um, he was kind of in charge of delivering all the papers to our region of Houston and, um, you know, good schools. I, I really can't complain. Um, I mean, we had some hardships. Um, my brother passed away when I was a kid and that was hard to get through. And wow. yeah, it was, it was shortly after we moved to Texas. And um, honestly, it's probably one of my earliest memories really um you know like solid memories yeah so that definitely kind of formed some of my childhood um reality if that makes yeah. sense yeah. yeah so so you um you went to school high school graduated from high school in a suburb of houston yeah, and um, it's a big deal down here in Texas to be on what we call the drill team, which is like, I don't know if you've seen like a football game, yeah. and you get the girls that go out and dance during halftime and do the high kicks and yeah. all that. So I, I got to be on the drill team. It was a big deal. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Was, was, did that involve baton work too? or No, that was, no. A different, that was a different team. They were part of the flag team. That yeah. was a part of like, they were more associated with the band. So Gotcha. Yeah. So did you did you end up going to college? I did. I did. I, I followed my husband out to Colorado for about two years. I uh, went to a small private school out there and then returned. After we got married, he graduated and um, we moved back to Houston. Okay. And I finished up at the University of Houston. So I have a business marketing degree with an emphasis in sales. So, nice. Yeah. So where, after college, where where did you go from there? So I worked uh, in the oh-so-glamorous uh, industry of travel industry, um, but they sold it to me sounding really glamorous. I really was in a call center. I hated it. Um, I was like, I did not go into marketing and sales to sit in a call center uh, right. and sell online vacations. And so um, after I was there, maybe eight or nine months, I ended up getting pregnant and we decided that I would be a stay-at-home mom. So I became a stay-at-home mom and now I have four kids and um, yeah, it's crazy. So Wow. Yeah. What in the world? So, so you, how long, so how long have you, I mean, so you've always then from that point forward, you were a, a I, I like to say domestic engineer. Yes, I was. Um, I feel like I was pregnant or nursing for about a decade. Um, <laughs> I had I had four kids in eight years, or seven years, excuse me, four kids in seven years. And um, so that whole decade's really a blur. Uh, kind of my mid-20s to mid-30s, I don't, I don't know. I survived, and they survived. <laughs> and... Um, and here I am. So no, my oldest is 15 and my youngest is eight. So youngest is, or hold it, your oldest is 15. Youngest is eight. Yes. So what wow. is, okay. So 
15-year-old boy, 13-year-old girl, 10-year-old girl, 8-year-old boy. Which one's your favorite? <laughs> Depends on the moment. <laughs> oh, that's funny. They're all my favorites. Yeah, yeah, you have to say that. Yeah, right. <laughs> I mean, so, this is like recorded. I can't get caught saying something different. <laughs> so, so um, Victoria is a mother too. She's she's playing. So, yeah. so, um, so you were a stay-at-home mom. Yes. Um, did you? Uh, it's it's. I always I always find it interesting because I think that. Um, we, we have a tendency of doing things that, you know, are necessary, obviously it's necessary. Right. Um, but did you feel like you kind of lost yourself along the uh, way at all? Yeah. Big time. Um, it's hard, yeah. you know, and having them back to back to back, like there was no me time. There was no, um, doing anything that I enjoyed or anything. Cause it was like survival mode, you know, like you just kind of are balancing feeding kids, nap times, changing diapers. And, um, so about when my youngest was three, he was, he was in a little mom's day out program. And, um, I, I have a bad back. And so I've been going to the chiropractor since I was like 12. And wow. I referred a ton of people to my chiropractor because I love them and they're amazing. And jokingly, I was like, you should just hire me to do this, you know. And uh, and so he did. They actually hired me to be doing marketing for them. And so uh, it's been a part-time gig for the past five years. And um, so I handle wow. like their social media and I build relationships with other doctor's offices within the community and um, that has been really great to be like, oh, I can use my brain and I can use like that, that degree, you know, that I worked so hard for, I got to dust yeah. it off and, um, use my marketing skills. And, uh, so that was actually really like just fulfilling to yeah. be able to do that. And we've hosted events and it's, it's fun and they're great people I get to work with and I get to pretend like I'm an adult. It's fun. So, uh, so, I mean, Obviously, somewhere after the first one, you've you've found. I mean, at some point, you were probably telling your husband, "Stay away from me." Yeah, <laughs> we're not having any more kids. Yeah, we we had agreed on four, and oh, did you really? Yeah, so it was planned. Yeah, it was planned. They were all four planned. There were no accidents. Wow, I'm just crazy. Yeah. Wow. But see, here's the thing, Ken. So I'm five and seven years younger than my older brother and sister. Okay. And the brother that passed away was the one that was just younger than me. He was two, two, two and a half years younger than me. Yeah. And so I hated being so much younger than them growing up. I was always right. the odd man out, left out. You know, they were in high school and I was still in elementary school, you know? Yeah. Um, so when we started having kids, it's like, I don't want my kids to be that far apart. And so we're either going to like do this and have a bunch back to back, or we're going to stop after like two. And yeah. Um, yeah. So that's why we have so many and that's why they're so close in age. 
And, and you, you, <clears throat> I mean, I've been in the delivery room um, <clears throat> and, and it's, I mean, it's brutal. Yeah. <laughs> I, can't, I can't believe women go, you know, I, I don't remember that pain. I, let's, let's do it again. Yeah. Um, <laughs> thankfully, like I didn't have horrible deliveries. Wow. Um, yeah. So, I mean, they, I'm not going to say it didn't hurt, but like right, epidurals right. are an amazing thing. And um, yeah. I right. was not ashamed to use it and yeah. things went smooth. My issues always came when my back would go out a few weeks later. Um, <sighs> so then you have like a newborn and you can't walk and my chiropractor put me back together each time. So Wow. Unbelievable. Yeah. So, so you started doing this marketing stuff for your chiropractor. Um, yeah about five years ago, you said, mm -hmm. um, and, and started probably finding yourself a little more. Yes, definitely. Day. Yeah. Like, you're so much more than a stay at home mom. And conversations about something that didn't involve, you know, baby food or <laughs> diapers or. Right. Yeah. yeah. So, so at some point you got into, um, art yeah so that's actually a really uh interesting kind of personal story which i know is part of what we're here for today yeah, yeah. um so about goodness you know i think it's six years ago i started working for the chiropractor anyway that's not really relevant um about five years ago, I participated in a uh, sexual abuse recovery group because unfortunately that was something that happened to me in my childhood. Oh. Um, yeah, a stranger broke into my house and um, attacked me. And so uh, wow. I thought I had dealt with it. I thought that I had processed things, but um, a friend invited me to come join this group. It was a 13 week kind of recovery group process. There was a workbook, there was group meetings once a week, and it was the best thing I ever did in my life. Um, hardest thing I ever did, because you actually have to like deal with it and deal with what happened and uh, with the abuser and everything. And, uh, but it was in such a safe environment and it was, it's a Christian based organization. And um, I don't know, it was, it was beautiful. And so through that, towards the end of it, they really start focusing on, okay, the abuse happened. And, um, you know, in the Christian world, I don't know your exact beliefs, Ken, but in, in the Christian world, you know, we've got God and we've got the devil. And um, the Bible tells us that the enemy comes to steal, kill, and destroy. Uh, yeah. But God comes to bring us life. And, um and, and so if you believe that, and based on what we worked through, when the abuse happens, the enemy comes and steals something from you. Your innocence, you know, all kinds of things, your childhood, all kinds of things. But in that, he's also trying to steal different gifts that God's given you yeah. because of all the junk that then enters your head, right? And so the end of that group really focused on uh, asking God to restore what the enemy stole. 
And, you know, I prayed about it and went through all the stuff. And at the time, like, the only thing that would like come to mind was the word color. And that didn't make any sense because I've always loved color. I mean, at the time, my living room walls were red, like, that's all <laughs> oh, wow. you know? um, and so it didn't make any sense. And we finished up the group. And a couple months later, my daughter at the time was eight. My oldest daughter at the time was eight, which is how old I was when I was attacked. And that was kind of what spurred me to do the group because I was starting to freak out as she was the age that I was. And yeah. I, I was starting to have like a lot of anxiety and panic about her safety. And um, anyway, so she's super artistic, like crazy artistic. And she asked me one time uh, shortly after that group was done to sit down and paint with her. And I did. And, and it wasn't like anything magical. It wasn't anything different than a normal day. But it was like the floodgates opened and I just loved it. And it was like, oh, yeah, I used to be super artistic. You know, wow. like I was a very artistic child. Um, I had won some art awards and, you know, just different things. And um, and it was like an aha moment, like God was restoring art in my life. And honestly, Ken, I started painting that day with my daughter. And there hasn't been a week that goes by that I haven't done something artistic since, at least once in a week, if not wow. more. Um, and it was literally like the floodgates opened just in my enjoyment of it, but also like in my skill level, I felt like God was taking me from where I left off as a child and then like quickly getting me to where I am today and, um, it was kind of a whirlwind, but that's where, like, so when I decided to do my social media and everything, trying to figure out what I would name it, whatever, um, I was talking with a friend and who knew my story, and um, and I knew I wanted to use the word color kind of, you know, as a nod back to my experience and, and how God restored that in my life, and it was almost like, you know, God telling me to live my life full of color. And so that's where live colorful and why it has two L's for full uh, is to constantly remind me that no matter what's happening in life, to live your life full of color and full of the gifts that God's given you. Wow. That's powerful. So <clears throat> I'm, I'm also familiar with the recovery um, process I, I mean, I'm a recovered alcoholic. Everybody that watches the show knows that I'm pretty open about it. Um, and, you know, so I'm, I'm very um, familiar with going through the, the pain. Yeah. Yeah. I'm you can't there. recover if you don't deal with it. And face yeah. it. it yeah. It's, it's, um, it's, I, I like to say it's, um, it's no fun, but it's a gift. And it's yeah. weird to say that. It is. Really weird I, to say that. And unless you've gone through it, yeah. you won't understand it. And everyone's pain yeah. is different, but yeah. It yeah. hurts. Yeah. Yeah. So um <clears throat> I love what Victoria says. Amazing how children bring color back into our lives. It's true. 
Yeah. It is, yeah. I, I wouldn't and, be here. Hey, thanks, Samuel. It's my painting. <laughs> it's here. I'm gonna go full screen so people get a perspective. <laughs> That's gorgeous. Now it's it it looks um I I was um I saw the, the pre-show activities with your husband moving that. It looks heavy. What is that on? It is heavy. Um, so I work with epoxy resin, which is heavy. So it starts off in a fluid form and it, um, when it dries and cures, it's basically plastic, right? Yeah. Um, and it has like a real high gloss sheen and everything, but it's too heavy for canvas. Uh, so if I had a stretched canvas, like you would normally have a painting on, right. it would sag and pull in the middle. So I have started using uh, wood. Um, and mm. so this thing has one by four um, all the way around it for the border or the the framing of it. Yeah. And then it's um, plywood. So wow. it is heavy and it is super strong and you have to hang it like you do cabinets. <laughs> wow. Wow. Yeah. It's beautiful. It's beautiful. Thank you. So Thank when you. you when you um when you're painting something like that is there is there a um is there a meaning behind each one is there um or is it just a bunch of random colors Yes yeah. no there is and different ones end up with different meanings and um I don't know each piece so I have the opportunity to be a custom artist. So most artwork that I create has been custom ordered by somebody. And so I talk to them and I consult with them on colors and style and, you know, what, what their home or office is like and based on where it's going to go. And um, a lot of the paintings that I like to do are um, kind of like an agate slice or a geode where you have gems and crystals incorporated into it. And, mm. um, cause I love how they kind of represent my life, I think, because, you know, they have to go through that metam like a real agate or a real geode. It's a, it's an ugly rock, right. When you find it. Um, but it's been through, it, it's been formed under intense pressure and in the depths of the earth and in extreme heat. And instead of breaking it forms beautiful crystals and sparkle and um, colors. And um, so I like to create those and they're very meaningful to me. Just like, I'm not, I don't know. Some people think that like I'm one who um, uses crystals and meditation and things like that. And I don't, um, I haven't really gotten into that. I just, I love how beautiful they are and I love how they're created and I love kind of their story of um, how they don't break under pressure. And so I love to incorporate them in my art. And, um, but then I also love abstracts too. Like this piece here was actually a custom piece for a home to go over their mantle. And it just didn't, it didn't work right. I love this piece mm. and I'm actually going to keep working on it. I think I finally come to grips with what I'm going to do. But it just didn't work. It didn't, it wasn't a fit for the space. And so I actually rebuilt it and redid it and ended up making it more of like I did a whitewash and it and it 
you see the colors poking through and more kind of glitter coming through and um, and it looked like a sunrise really by the time it was all done and and I pray over people while I'm creating art for them and while I was praying for this family um, I just kept feeling like it was like a new day they had been through some really hard times they had moved here uh, it hadn't really gone as smooth for their kids in school and having a hard time and it was like mm. God just was like encourage them that the new day is starting like new newness is coming and um you know kind of like his mercies are new every day and like all those things and it had really special meaning for that family and when we took that piece to their house it fit just so much better than this one did and so i've held on to it um i've had several people ask me if they could buy it but i'm (laughs) not done with it and i i can't I don't know. I I, I, I can't sell it until it's done. So it'll get done soon. It's it's on my list. So what if, if you, um, if I, like, if I hired you to do a custom piece, how long, what's, what's the process? Sure. So if somebody reaches out and says they want a piece, um, usually I'm getting photos of the space it's going to go in. Um, Mm. And I'm talking to them about their color schemes and, you know, I'm not an interior designer, but I want to know where it's going. I want to know how it's going to fit into its space. And I like to get to know my people a little bit and know their style and kind of what they're wanting, you know, and, um, and then if it's something that has to be custom built, um, my husband, who you saw helping me with IT earlier, he also, uh, he helps me build my boards. He's an engineer, so that helps make sure that they're actually um, straight. <laughs> if I was to build them, they might be a little wonky. Um, yeah. And so it's about a three to four month process. Um, wow. Because everything is custom created. That's amazing. Yeah. And then you ship it. Yes, I've shipped as far as um, the island of Cyprus, actually. So, where is that? In the Mediterranean, in the Mediterranean oh, wow. Sea. Yeah, I didn't know where it was either. <laughs> I had to find wow. it. Yeah, that's so, that's a long ways. That is. That's my farthest one. That's my only international one. But I have shipped all over America, and um, obviously, something big like this, I have not shipped. Um, I've actually driven a piece up to Missouri that was a little smaller than this. Um, and so I'm not opposed to making a road trip for delivery. Uh, wow. But I have a great shipping place here in, in my town that helps me too. I can't even imagine what it would cost to ship that thing to Cyprus. Well, so the one I shipped to Cyprus was probably about two foot in size and it cost almost $200 to ship it to Cyprus. Wow. And that was the cheapest route. Yeah. My gosh. Yeah. And it took what a month probably. Um, yeah, about three weeks. Wow. Yeah. That's Thankfully incredible. it was before the pandemic hit and before yeah. like everything got super delayed and everything. Yeah. So, yeah. so, you know, being a, um, 
and and I I would I, I would assume you're you're somewhat of an overachiever too. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just gonna. You know, are you an Enneagram fan? <laughs> uh, what? The Enneagram. Have you heard about that? No, I have no idea what that is. <laughs> I have friends that are obsessed with it. It's almost not, I mean, it's like a personality thing and everybody's got a number and like, oh, it's fine. I have yeah. some friends that are in love with the Enneagram. So I thought that's where you were headed with this. <laughs> oh, I, you know, I, I, you know, I like to, um, Especially, you know, if you look back at the last year and a half, um, 2020, you know, a friend of mine runs the um, suicide hotline here in Ohio and um, and, you know, just said that the numbers were crazy, like never before Mm -hmm. they they skyrocketed. And, you know, I think about that. There's been times in my life, especially when I was in active alcoholism. Um, where I was like, what's the point of being here? You know, and, and there's, there's, there's a lot of people that go through that. What, what would you say to somebody that, that, you know, is, is barely hanging on, they can't figure life out. It just seems, you know, maybe they've been through, um, some sort of abuse like, like, like that. And, um, what do you say to somebody that's, that's, in that place, like to help them. Yeah. Um, just want to love them where they're at, you know, um, just like, I got my mom, right. And I love mom hugs. And so when I encounter someone that's having a hard time, like my instinct is just to give them a big mom hug, you know, and, and do what I can to help, you know, um, whether it be getting them into a a program to get sober or to get recovery from hard things. Um, I've actually over the last few years had the opportunity to get more involved with the group that I went through. Uh, it's where I'm now co-leading it. And so I'm talking to people all the time that are walking through, the hardest situations. I mean, we've got people that need to get sober before they can deal with the pain, you know, or it's really all kind of connected. But um, I mean, I took a friend to rehab just last week. Today's one week that she's been in her detox house. Like it breaks my heart, you know, it breaks my heart that we can get so hurt in life and so beat down that we think there's no other option than to either drink it away or end it. And uh, I've been incredibly, incredibly blessed to have found my recovery group. And, and I'm, I'm thankful for my support network. You know, I've, I've got good people around me and um, I'm a big believer in surrounding yourself with people that, will help you. Uh, but not everybody has that and it's hard to find and it's hard to get those connections. But I know that like through recovery, you can meet a whole new circle of people that are going to be on your team and that are going to cheer you on and encourage you. And um, I know for me, God has been a huge part of that. And 
I don't think I could be the person I am today if God hadn't pulled me out of my pit. And so I just try and encourage other people to reach out and don't give into it. I, I love that. What, what do you think, you know, because I, I, um, I mean, I've been in recovery for 19 years, sober for 19 years wow. and, and by the grace of God and congratulations. And thank you. I, it's a gift and I don't, yeah. I don't take it for granted, but um, you know, I think that, that people, um, you know, I, I remember, you know, sitting in some recovery meetings thinking, man, y'all think that you have a, have the market cornered on pain <laughs> and everybody goes through crazy amounts of pain. And, and, you know, so what do you think like keeps people stuck? What's preventing people from having true financial success and, um, and real happiness and joy. And I do believe that, that it's real. I've been wealthy and I've been really, really broke. Yeah. Wealthy's better. And, <laughs> right? like, There's a certain level of stress. You don't have to worry about. Yeah, you that. Right? Yeah. But um, the problems, you know, problems still exist no matter what, right. where you are socioeconomically, but, but you know, what do you think, and everybody says fear. I think that it's more than fear. What do you think is is holding people back from real joy, freedom, um, financial success? What, what do you think? So I'm kind of like you. I've been on both sides, right? I've had plenty and I've had not enough. Yeah. Uh, and honestly, I think learning to be content where I am has helped me stay in a joyful place. Like I'm naturally an optimistic, right? So that might help me. That might give me a leg up on when I'm in hard times. Um, but if I can be content eating rice and beans, and if I can be content on the days when I get to have filet mignon, um, then I'm going to have peace in my heart, right? I pray all the time over my kids and over my family that that we can have God's peace and rest. Because if we can't if we can't rest and we can't have that peace in our hearts, it doesn't matter what's happening around us. It doesn't matter if the money's coming in or not. Um we're not gonna have contentment, we're not gonna have joy. And I think happiness and happiness is temporary like I can have something good happen that makes me happy but uh, I've been through some really hard stuff and and the joy of the Lord has filled my heart and staying connected to God and staying connected to um, keeping my, my eyes that God is my provider God is the one that's gonna see me through um and my joy and my peace comes from God. Like it's nothing that I can personally create. Uh, I know that when I give in to the fear and the anxiety, because it, it gets hard and it gets overwhelming. And that's when I start seeing the doom and gloom and I can't pay this bill. I, I don't have these art orders coming in. You know, I don't like the last year and a half was really hard for me. Um, 
my art orders really kind of went away. <laughs> they came yeah. straight and because people weren't making big purchases and, um, you know, so I had to pivot and do smaller things and make coasters and trays and things that were at a smaller price point. And so, but that requires me to work even more because, because those don't sell for as much. Right. So obviously it's easier to make the big pieces and, and sell them for more, but, but I had to learn to be content in that. And it taught me new things and it taught me new styles and it taught me, um, new ways to work with the resin that I love to work with. Uh, and so I think even if you have to pivot and make changes to what you want in life, uh, use it as a stepping stone, use it as a learning experience. And I'm not going to say it's always easy because it's not, but if you get up every day and you decide you're going to work at it, um, I think in the end it'll, it'll, it'll work out. Um, yep. It's kind of where I'm hey, at. Hey, there's Paul Williams, the guy that introduced us. Oh, Paul. Hello. And, and I got to tell, I'm just going to be transparent. I texted Paul. We were texting this morning. I said, hey, tell your wife that her friend is on. And he goes, okay, but I'm the one that int introduced y'all. <laughs> so fun tidbit about And Paul. I was like, come on. I, I, I just messed up. I was like, hey, tell yourself that your friend is on this morning. <laughs> So fun tidbit about Paul, his office and my studio um, are right next to each other. So that's he's awesome. always like, what you working on? What you got going on? Uh, it's, Paul's such a great guy. He is. They're, he Kelly. is. they're, yeah. they're great people. Yeah, they are. So I had to be on Kelly's show one time. That was a lot of fun. Yeah, Kelly's fun. She's hilarious. Yeah, she is. Um, so, so. What would you like the world to know about Susie Barden? Live colorful. What would you like everybody to know? Um, the world to know. Yeah, like what? What is it that 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 gets you? You know, running a business would be awesome if you just didn't have to deal with with customers and employees. <laughs> That's an old thing. But no, I mean uh, when when you're Cause I'm very creative. I'm a graphic designer. I've, I've done web development for 27 years. And, um, you know, so when I get into that right brain place, mm -hmm. creative place, um, I don't want to deal with all the, the, <laughs> so I think, you know, you said your husband's an engineer, which actually did not surprise me in any way because <laughs> It's you saw how quickly he is on the ball, huh? Yeah, yeah. I, I'm like, you know, yin and yang. You're the yeah. creative, and and he's the one that's like, right? It's like yeah. my wife and I, and 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 so although my wife's unbelievably creative, also, um, but you know, when you when you, um, I, I don't know what what gets you out of bed, what gets you excited about what you do. Uh, well, my kids get me out of bed. Uh, I'm just oh, yeah. kidding. <laughs> right. right. Uh, I love that what I get to do is never the same. Every project, every every piece is different. I mean, even if even if they're the same style or the same colors, they're never the same. And I 
I don't like doing the same thing over and over and over again. Like that drives me bonkers. And that was part of what frustrated me in the last year of making coasters and trays is that there's not as much flexibility for doing things differently when you're working with a mold versus a free form. And so I am, I am most alive. I'm most happy with my work when someone says, Hey, let's try. I have this idea to do something different. Can you help me? That like speaks to my soul. I love it. And so there have been like, and people have so many great ideas, but they might not have the skills or the time or the resources to do it themselves. And so I love being that person that they can call and say, all right, hear me out. I got a crazy idea. Can you help me make this work? And my go-to answer is always yes. And then I have to like get to work to figure it out, but I love it. And, um, there's a, there's a book and I can never remember the name of the author. And I hate that. I need to like tattoo it on my head, but, um, her book is everything is figure outable. And that when I first heard that, I heard her on a podcast once and it's Marie Folio. Yes. I'm so glad you know that. I do. We have the book. My wife, my wife bought it. Yeah. Okay. I need to actually read the book because I listened to her on a podcast and that podcast, she was talking to Brene Brown and I love Brene Brown. She's local here in Houston, but she's amazing. And, um, but that podcast, like listening to her, like was so much my life. I'm like, yes, everything is figure outable. That's kind of been my mantra in life. And to hear her say it and put a, a term to it, it was like, oh yeah, but that's what I love. I love making things that are different and unique and figuring it out. So you like challenges. I do, I do. Yeah. Remember that whole like four kids in seven years? I like challenges. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, I don't. I don't mind not sleeping. Oh, I love my sleep though. Don't, don't take away my sleep. Four kids. You gotta be kidding. When they were all little, Ken, I had them on a seven, 7 a.m. to 7 p.m. schedule. They were all in bed by 7 p.m. And then I was in bed by 10 p.m. I'm not on that schedule anymore, but that's what like gave me sanity when they were all little. (laughs) Look, look what Charles says. That background is beautiful and may have just given me ADD. (laughs) Here, let's, show, um, let's show them the whole thing. Yeah, let me get out of Look there. at that. Look how beautiful that is. It's gorgeous. Thank you. There's so much detail that you don't even see even in the... Don't knock it over. Call the hubs. I know, right? There we go. We're good. Yeah, we don't need that falling on you. I know. We were just joking about that. I know. <laughs> well, hey, that would be a first. It happened. I'm not smoking a cigarette like the gangster guy. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Yeah, that thing is phone. absolutely beautiful. It's beautiful. Thank you. Thank so you. if if somebody wanted to um, get in touch with you, I'm going to put your website up on the screen. Oh, thank so you. Tell me, tell me your website address. All right. It's super simple. It's www.livecolorful and full being two L's dot com. Well, that's simple. Yeah. Right there? Yes, that's it. And if somebody goes and clicks on it and um, puts their email in, there's a 20% off coupon that will be sent to them. And it says it expires in like three days because that's how the website company 
had it set up. Um, but I honor it whenever. So, yeah. And that can go towards custom built stuff or, um, anything. Wow. And, and what sizes do you, I mean, is, is your artwork available in any size or? Yes. So there's a lot of pre-made sizes that I have access to, um, since I use the wood, but you really can get wood artboards in any, um, kind of normal art sizes. Right. But then, what we love, what I love to do is to build custom sizes. And so um, my husband helps me build them. And like the next three projects that I have, I'm super excited. They're going to be large custom built ones. Um, and so, you know, people have art niches in their houses. I don't know why contractors put those in, but it's really hard to find something that fits that little nook, you know, like whether it be over there. What is that? Like, you know how when you go in someone's house and they have like a, like a, their wall, instead of it being completely flat, like it kind of has like a little indent. Oh, uh, yeah. And um, so I have a lot of people that reach out and they're like, I can't find anything to fit in this. And um, so I can custom build it to fit that size. And, um, you know, I've done stuff that's over eight feet tall. Um, and it's wow. super fun. Yeah. Uh, is that considered that piece behind you? Is that considered abstract? Yes. Okay. Is is everything you do abstract? Yes. I am not detailed enough to do portrait work or anything realistic. A um, bowl of fruit? No. <laughs> that takes too much. Like, sit still. I don't like to sit still, Ken. And so um, <laughs> that's why I've never been able to hone my skills with, like, realism um, but I love abstract. I feel like it just speaks to my heart. Um, I'm a little bit all over the place. Um, controlled chaos is kind of my uh, theme in life. And so abstract, this one's definitely one of my more busy abstract pieces. Um, somebody said something about getting ADD from it, but well, welcome to my world. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that one, Charles. Yeah, Charles. Yeah. Um, I mean, so this is really a great example of how my brain works. Um, but That's awesome. I am a bit all over the place and jump from thing to thing all day long. So wow. it's fun. Wow. Um, Paul said she won't let me help with the art. <laughs> I don't blame you for that. I like Kelly when Kelly interviewed me. See, Ken, if we were live, I could like show you how to do it. It'd be great. We are live. I mean, we're live. But if we were in person. Oh. So if you come to visit Houston, you said you have a lot of friends in Houston. You come to Houston and I'll I'll, I'll give you an art lesson. Okay. Maybe we'll let Paul join it. <laughs> yeah. 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 He's always like, you want me to help you with that? I'm like, no, no, Paul. No. no. You, you go make some sales calls. You're fine. <laughs> <laughs> right. Right. That's funny. Go play some football. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. For the, uh, yeah, I I don't think he's a fan of the NFL right now. <laughs> yeah. Well, we won't go there. Let's no, not go there. No. So so um, Susie, I really genuinely appreciate you coming on and sharing your your story, your love for art, um, and being so transparent and authentic. Because you know you you went through something as a child that you talked about that um, a lot of people try to bury. Mm -hmm. 
And what's interesting is we, you know, we're, we're good at burying those things. Yeah. Um, but the, 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 the fumes of the pain seep up and, and into our lives, no matter what it's, you can't, you have to deal yeah, with it. You, know? you can't. Yeah. I ignored it for 30 years. Yeah. And, uh, told myself that I had prayed it away and yeah, but I had never really dealt with it. And, uh, man, I'm so glad I did. Yeah. It freed you it to did. do what you're doing. It did. I, I wouldn't be where I am today if I hadn't dealt with it. Right. Right. Like I fully, I fully believe I'd still be stuck. It's amazing. Absolutely amazing. Congratulations to you for that. Well, thank you. And I appreciate you giving me the opportunity to share it. This is probably the most public forum I've ever shared my story on. Um, and so I appreciate the opportunity. Uh, well, there's I, only 130,000 people watching, so <laughs> I'm kidding. There's not that many at all. Well, um, cat's out of the bag now. Yeah, yeah no, there's not that many. Um, no. Hopefully, um, hopefully we get a lot of replay viewers and, and everybody goes over to your, your website, livecolorful.com with two L's. Um, Charles says, dig the color uh, helps me open up my helps to open up my mind. Yeah. I, you know, I think that that's because I, I love colors too. I, I just do. And I think that, um, you know, too many people live in a, in a very black and white world and, and, um, you know, there's, there's so much more to it than that. There is, there is. And I'm a big fan of color. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Well, Susie, thank you so much for coming on and sharing. Yeah. And thank you to everybody who's watched and shared this out. Um, if you didn't share it out, there's still time to redeem yourself and and, <laughs> and share it and, and share Susie's beautiful message with the world. So Susie, thank you for being here. I'm going to end the live stream now, but thank All you right. again. I thank really you. appreciate you. Everybody go follow Susie. Go over is all your social media on your website, I'm assuming. Yes. Yeah. Okay, so you good. can get it's easy to access it through the website. But good. it's pretty much live colorful everywhere you go. I'm on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, Pinterest. So. Wow. You're everywhere. Good. <laughs> I love that. That's how love you gotta that. be today, you know? You gotta yes. do it all. Amen. So. I love it. Yeah. Thank you so much. And Thank we you, will Ken. see you all later. Have an awesome day, Susie. Have an awesome day. And you, if you I don't see you guys, make sure you all have a wonderful 4th of July. Yes. Happy 4th of July. Thank you, guys. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.